Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here's Dickow from the deep corner for three. Uh-oh, uh-oh. It's on now. Downtown Dan connects. Every morning when I'm working out, I'm listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work. I mean, I've seen Dan Dickow hit some big shots in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I got to salute you, man. Like, I've been watching you since I was in high school trying to mimic all your moves. Welcome to another episode of The ISO with myself, your host, Dan Dickow, for SB Live Sports. Today's guest, an up-and-coming assistant coach, not only in the big sky, but on the West Coast in general. He is a young coach who is providing a ton of value to Montana State's program, who also has quite a bit of head coaching experience at a young age. Montana State's Dan Russell. Coach, thanks for joining. How is life in Bozeman as the season is right around the corner? Life is great, Dan. Uh, you know, we got the guys back on campus and, and just trying to get back back to, you know, back to normal a little bit with workouts and class starting. It's great to see kids on campus and in the energy, you know, kind of back to where it was before the COVID day started. But uh, it, it's everything's great. Um, you know, it's a beautiful day here in Bozeman, so can't complain. Yeah, I've had a chance to watch your team play at Montana State a number of times. I've gotten to know coach, head coach Danny Sprinkle a little bit. I think you guys are, are a program on the rise, not just in, in the Big Sky Conference, but I think, uh, you know, with knowing the city of Bozeman um, and the opportunity there is, if you find the right recruits, um, to kind of really make some noise uh, on the West Coast with, with interest. When you look at the last couple of years that you've spent at Montana State, what have been the biggest challenges uh, to get the program going in the right directions and, and where do you feel most confident moving forward? Well, I think, you know, Coach Sprinkle's done a great job of, of you know, taking over a program that, you know, wasn't exactly in the great greatest place, but he's done a great job of flipping that and, and it's, it's been all just culture. You know, just doing the same thing every single day. You know, I know that culture word gets thrown out there quite a bit, but he's I think the follow through on culture is one of the biggest things that we've done a great job of. And, and that's all credit to Coach Sprinkle and his leadership every single day and, and not, you know, giving an inch. Um, you know, we hold our guys to a pretty high standard here. And, you know, we were lucky enough to take over a, a group of great guys from the last staff and they bought in right away. And then we've we've gotten lucky with hitting on some recruits, getting them here to Bozeman and, and have bought into becoming us and in our culture and, uh, you know, just being around every everyday guys who love the game. And, um, you know, I think that's kind of led us to where we've become, um, you know, the last year with the Big Sky Championship appearance. And and, uh, you know, we got nine of our nine of our rotational guys back from last year's squad. So I think we're in a great place right now. You know, hopefully, uh, you know, we could keep things rolling and and uh, see where it leads us for this year. You know, Coach Sprinkle is, uh, I think, one of the coaches that if Montana State were to uh, 
win a game in the NCAA tournament or or have a nice showing, he's going to have some a lot of interest in him as a young and up-and-coming coach. But I don't think it's going to be that easy to get him out of Montana State because he played at Montana State. He grew up in the area. And when I've talked to him in the past, you, you can hear the passion in his voice for that area and the program. Um, how much joy and excitement does he bring to that program every single day? Oh, it's awesome. That point you made right there, his love for the program and love for the community of Bozeman is is off the charts. It's nothing like I've, I, you know, is me being a Casper guy and, and coaching at Casper College, you know, I, I, I felt a little bit of what, you know, he is feeling now and his passion for the program. But I think his, his you know, love for this place, his love for this program and, and is, is unmatched. And, you know, like you said, I, I don't, you know, he, he, he's going to be a hot commodity, you know, no doubt about it. He's, he's a superstar in this business, I believe, but, you know, I think it's going to be, it's going to take a special situation for him to, to leave. And, and, you know, I, I think he's a guy who wants to really build something special here and and get this program back to where you know it was when he was playing here in the early 90s you know competing for big sky championships and and playing in the ncaa tournament you know that's what he wants to do um you know so you know his his passion and love for this program i think kind of just breathes down to everybody including assistants down to you know all the players and and i think they bring that same mentality every single day because they know how important it is to to coach sprinkle and, uh, and it's pretty awesome to see, and, and I'm blessed to be a part of it. A lot of people don't understand how nice of a town and city Bozeman is. When you mm. hear Big Sky and, and the names of some of the schools, you think you're out you know, in right. small towns that, that aren't easy to get to or, or don't provide the kind of college experience maybe that a, a recruit would want. What are those challenges like when you're recruiting guys? And then what is their reaction when they get to campus and realize truly what Montana State's about? That's that's it. And I think that was probably the biggest thing with COVID that kind of hurt us the most because, you know, a lot of kids, like you said, Dan, you, you say Bozeman, Montana to them, you know, and they're like, Bozeman, Montana, where, you know, where is that? Where is where is Bozeman? And um you know, once they get off the plane and they see it, they're like, oh, oh, my gosh, this place is unreal. It's great. It's beautiful. The The vibe on campus is insane. Um, it's close to 20,000 students for enrollment, and um, it's just gorgeous. You're surrounded by mountains, and, you know, the, the weather is great for the majority of the year, minus, you know, some snow showers in, in the, you know, November, December, January months. But uh, other than that, it's it's an it's beautiful here and uh you know we have a great campus it's a beautiful campus um beautiful facilities uh, a lot of new facilities on campus so you know i i think you know the biggest challenge you know through the recruiting process is just being able to get them on campus and i think once you get them on campus you know it's 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 a pretty easy sell just because of how beautiful it is how new the campus is and in the energy on campus as well you had told me that you grew up in the Casper, Wyoming area. You played Division II basketball at Black Hill State, and then you got into coaching uh, at an early age back at Casper Community College. Um, is coaching something you always had uh, kind of as your passion, that what you wanted to get into? 
Yeah, I, I think it kind of hit me when I was probably a senior in high school. Um, to be honest with you, Dan, I I knew I you know I was a pretty good player, but I knew I you know wasn't ever going to be a pro. I think the the reality of that hit me a little bit early. Um, earlier than most kids maybe. Um, and, and I think my dad probably probably had a big part in that. You know, he, I, I really, to be honest with you, try to model my game after guys like you. And, uh, you know, I never was the fleetest of foot player, but I tried to, to play the right way. And, um, you know, I, you know, passed it really well, pass handled it and shot it well, played as hard as I could defensively, but athletically just didn't have it. So I think, you know, even through my college career, it just kind of I, I knew what I wanted to do and I knew I wanted to, to get into coaching right away. And I was lucky enough to get an opportunity at the University of Wyoming right after I got done as like a grad assistant manager position. And um, everything just kind of took off from there. The University of Wyoming is uh, as negative connotations for me. <laughs> <laughs> my senior year at Gonzaga, uh, we had right a tremendous so. year. It was ranked six in the country. We get a six seed. We had to play against a really good Wyoming team who, if I'm not mistaken, was the WAC uh, regular season champs. And I believe so. Yep. In a WAC arena in Albuquerque, yeah. New Mexico at the pit, and we, we played our worst game of the year. But there's a ton of passion for Wyoming basketball. Um, no, no question. What, what was it like spending a year on that staff, grad assistant, kind of learning the ropes before you, you went back to Casper College? Well, it was, it seems like a blur now, but I, I just remember how, how, you know, much it took, like what all went into it. And, you know, I, like I said before, growing up, I knew I wanted to be a coach, but just didn't quite know how much actually went into it and how much time they put into it and how much effort was put into the program, your players and the detail um, that, that those coaches and, and the coaches at this level put into it and the organization that has to go into it. It just, everything was like my, I felt like my mind was going to explode every single day, but it, it was so great for me because it just forced me out of my comfort zone every single day for me to, to grow and get better. And I feel like if it wasn't for that, you know, opportunity that I was lucky enough to have at the university of Wyoming, I wouldn't be in the position that I am today. And I, I wouldn't have been able to, you know, have a chance to be the head coach at Casper College for six years. So I was extremely lucky and blessed to have that opportunity. But I just remember how, you know, it, like I said, it, I just it was mind boggling how how, you know, deep into the game. And, you know, it was so much more than just the X's and O's that I realized. And, and I think for me, I just fell more in love with the idea of coaching at this level and, and what all it entailed. And and that's. That's kind of, you know, what I thought about it at the time. You go to Casper College, you're head coach for, I believe it was six years. You were a very young head coach. I've had conversations with a lot of uh, coaches myself, during, especially during a time when I was done playing, I thought I might get into coaching. And they, they had always talked about different steps and different paths that they had taken. You mm -hmm. obviously got the chance as a head coach early on. How difficult was that for you? Um, be, because there, you're getting so many challenges, I can only imagine, thrown at you uh, in, in a matter of the first few weeks on the job. 
Yeah, that the first year was just like trying to keep your head above water. You know, like I didn't have I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Um, you know, I had a group of great kids that were bought in hook, line and sinker from the jump and they never questioned anything. And I was just a young guy full of energy and and just trying to get my kids to play as hard as they could. Um, you know, and, and I finally, to be honest with you, Dan, like I, I finally felt like I had a, a good idea of what I was doing going into my sixth year as a head coach. And it, it took a long time for me to get there. It took a lot of, you know, ups and downs and, and a lot of trial by air to, to get to the point where I felt like I was comfortable in my own skin, you know, being a head coach and, and had an idea of what I, what I really wanted to do and where I want, what I wanted to do with my program. And, and uh, so it, it took a long time, you know, and I still feel like, you know, every day, that's, that's one of the reasons why I decided to come here with coach Sprinkle was, um, you know, my relationship with him. One, I, I had known him from, from, he, he recruited me at Casper college when he was an assistant at Montana state. And uh, when I got into the coaching profession, he, uh, you know, we, we made a connection right away again, but every day just learning the game from him and, and his knowledge is he's a young head coach, but his knowledge is so far beyond his youth. It's, it's crazy. Like his knowledge for the game is, is, is one of the main reasons why I decided to come here. Cause I knew I was going to learn the game at a high, at a high level every day. And, um, you know, I've been blessed to to be around them and and learn the game and learn the kind of nuances and and schemes and and the stuff you see more at this level from from a guy like him. It's it's been incre- I've been incredibly fortunate and and it's been a pretty humbling, uh, awesome experience so far being with him. So you go from head coach running your own program. Now you're an assistant at Montana State, uh, working under a head coach you really respect and you're learning from. Uh, how do you provide value as an assistant coach uh, in your specific role? Because every lots of programs break it up into kind of compartmentalized focuses. Yeah. But for you, how do you provide uh, value? Yeah, I think first and foremost, you know, with the players and and my my relationship with the players, I think that's that's probably number one, and that's that's at the forefront of our program. Anyways, is is just. You know, it's it's definitely a player's program, and that's the way Coach Sprinkle wants wants things done. It's you know, it, if you got something going on, and and but our players need something, you got to in a drop of a hat, you know, get you know, make sure your play our players have what they need and and are taken care of, and know that we care about them. You know, I think that's that's probably the number one thing is just the relationship with the guys, and then I think my experience on the floor coaching. Um, you know, I, I had six years of running my own program and, and just the, the presence you got to have and, and the ability to get guys to play hard. You know, I mean, Coach Sprinkle doesn't need my help with that, but I think just the, the little bit of help I can provide to him on on some of the stuff on the floor and, and practice planning and, and game planning. And, and uh, you know, I, I think those are some of the things right away that come to my mind. Uh, when we talk about staff responsibilities for Coach Sprinkle, that I, I think I can provide some help to him, a little bit of help. Um, like I said, he doesn't need a lot of help. He's a very sharp, sharp young guy, young head coach who's who's very detail oriented. He's very disciplined. He's very organized, and and I, like I said, I I learn stuff from him every single day. It's 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 been a 
it's been pretty cool. But, uh, you know, those are some of the things that I think jump out right away. And then obviously the recruiting aspect, I think, in the region of, of you know, the Mountain West region and in, in my connections that I've built and in, in, in the Pacific Northwest, we've we've had a ton of guys at Casper College uh, from like the Seattle, Portland area, Northern California. And, um, you know, that I think have have is, is a pipeline that that we've really tried to utilize here at Montana State. And because I just think it's a very underrated area, the, the Washington High School basketball you know, scene is is very untapped and very unra- underrated in, in Oregon as well. But, uh, you know, I think those are some of the things I probably help with the most. That was an easy transition because the next thing I kind of want to ask you about was footprint of recruiting for Montana State. When you look at it, there's not a crazy amount of Division One players that come out of Montana, that come out of, you know, North Dakota, South Dakota, Dakota Wyoming, kind of that area. Yeah. So you have to get creative and you have to build a network. Uh, you talked about the places you, you have a network built already and you talk about where you like to recruit. But uh, how about what you look for in a recruit? Because some coaches, you know, they want an athlete that they can kind of teach the game to. Some guys want uh, certain traits. What is it for you that catches your eye quickly? Well, I think, you know, for some just uh... – you know, basketball qualities right off the top of my head. Like, I, you know, working for Coach Sprinkling, I, I know it's something that everybody's trying to hit on right now is just guys who can really pass it, handle it, and shoot it and and have a good IQ feel for the game and, and our cerebral players kind of coming in. And, and I think going deeper into that, you got to kind of really do your research and dig on what type of programs they come from and what they value and and their coaches and how their day-to-day schedules really, really work. You know, I think we do a lot of, we do a lot of digging and do a lot of homework on trying to find out where they come from, uh, their families, uh, what type of program they're coming from, whether it's high school, JUCO or, or division one transfers now with the whole portal stuff. So, you know, I think, offensively we're really trying to hit on on those three things and I think you know as you know with coach Sprinkle and and his reputation as a as a player at Montana State he was a big time shooter and you know he's I think he kind of clings towards guys who can really shoot that thing so obviously one through four we're trying to find guys who can really shoot it and stretch the floor and in space space the floor for us but um one thing you know coach Sprinkle's an insanely competitive guy um and, and he's got to be around competitive dudes. And I think that's something if, if you know, we, we got to find out through the recruiting process is, is how competitive these guys are, how much they really love the game and how much, you know, they really want to get better. You know, that's, that's a quality that I think first and foremost, we're, we're trying to find in, in guys who are just compatible with Coach Sprinkle that way. Um, and then, you know, obviously the intangible piece, like what type of character they have, you know, Montana State is is a is a you know I wouldn't say it's a you know Ivy League type school but it's it's a it's a pretty high academic school and you gotta you gotta have an interest in in your academics and and want to further your academic career and I think you know at Montana State you get a degree at Montana State you're you're pretty set for life it's it's one of those type of institutions where I think uh, you know you can you can really grow from the academic you know scene here at the university, but, you know, I, I think just high character, high, uh, highly competitive kids, 
um, that who want to get better, who have a love for the game and, um, you know, can really, you know, guard and, and you know, it, we, I, I wouldn't say, Dan, we, we have to get the, you know, highest athletic type guys or, or, or any of those type of guys because we don't. But, uh, you know, we, we try to get guys who are pretty decent athletes who, who really know the game, I think, is, is probably one of the biggest things is just feel IQ and, and guys who can really play with each other and, and be unselfish as well. You mentioned guys are back on campus, so fall workouts are starting to kick off. Practice is right around the corner. Uh, how about your non-conference? Is there a game or two that, that excites you, maybe that you already know you have the scout for that uh, you're just really looking forward to? Yeah, I think we, we, have, a, we have a pretty tough non-con this, this fall. And, uh, you know, it's, we start off right, right from the jump with at Colorado. And, and as you know, Tad Boyle does an extremely great job over there. And, and it's a tournament team. And, and the guys are really looking forward to that that matchup right away, you know, pops out to me is, is Colorado. And then, you know, I will say the, the, we're in a summit big sky challenge deal and um, we played North Dakota state and South Dakota state. And those are really well coached teams and, and great programs with really good players. And um, you know, I think, I think those two games kind of jump out to me as, as maybe some underrated games that, you know, we play Colorado and New Mexico, um, and those might be the the sexier games on the schedule. But I think for me and, and our guys, I, I think they also got the the North Dakota, South Dakota, uh, North Dakota State, South Dakota State games really marked on the schedule. Really looking forward to those matchups. Well, Coach, I appreciate the time. It was nice to connect. Uh, understand we've got some common friends from from yes, my sir. Time at Gonzaga, a former teammate mm-hmm. of mine, uh, is is family friends with your family. So. Uh, nice to connect a few dots and uh, wish you nothing but the best of luck with Montana State, not just this year, but also in the coming years and you and your coaching career. So thanks again for joining. Thank you, Dan. I really appreciate you having me on, man. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.